Hello, dear friend. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so excited to come to you today, open the Word of God, share the Word of God with you. And we have been talking about the greater one. And he produces so much beautiful fruit in our life. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Well, we're going to open with talking about the love of God. Because the greater one on the inside, he has attributes. And one of his most wonderful attributes that the Holy Spirit produces out of our life is the love of God. And we see that in Romans chapter 5, verse 5, where it says that the love of God, the very love of God has been shed abroad or poured over our hearts by the Holy Ghost the Holy Spirit doing his great work, pouring the love of God over your heart when you got born again. Is that, is that fantastic? And we want to know, like, how high is this level of love? Like, God's put his love inside of me. God's put his love in my heart. So how high is this level of love? And I want you to look because Jesus definitely tells us. It's in Matthew chapter 5. And this is what Jesus says. He says, but I say to you, well, let's, let, let's look at uh, verse 43. You have heard that it was said you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But Jesus said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for them, for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Then it says, for if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? So God is saying to us, he's saying, my love, the love that I put in your heart, it, it can do amazing things. You can agree by the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you to love your enemy. Is that not amazing? You can bless those who curse you. You can do good to those who hate you. You say, oh, this is, <laughs> this is impossible. Well, it is impossible. It would be impossible if the love of God wasn't in our heart. But Jesus would never, ever, ever ask us to do something that he didn't do, give us the equipment for that exact thing. And the equipment that we need is the love of God in our heart. And when we got born again, that's what he placed in there was the love of God. 
You know, many times I talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is so powerful, uh, how we need to forgive. And some people say, well, I can't forgive, and you don't know what they did to me. Well, of course, I don't know what they did to you, but I know that the Bible says if we don't forgive, God can't forgive us. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18 that we need to forgive because we've been forgiven so much. God's forgiven us so much, so we need to forgive those who have sinned against us. And you might say, well, that's great to hear, but how do you do that? By the love of God that's been put in your heart by the Holy Ghost. So when it says the greater one lives in you, well, the greater one is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit knows how to love. We have to yield to him. We have to submit to, to this love. We have to make this choice. We have to say, God, if you say I'm supposed to love, if you say I'm supposed to love my enemy, if you say I'm supposed to bless those who curse you, if you say do good to those who hate you, if you say pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, well then what you say is right and it you gave me the love of God, so there must be a way that I can love those who hate me, that I can love those who despitefully use me. And friend, when we say yes to the Holy Spirit, to the greater one on the inside of us, and we say, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but you said I, I'm supposed to do this and that I have the love of God inside of me. So, Lord, I'm turning. I am turning right now to love the way you say to love. And then I think it's very interesting that Jesus said, because the Pharisees or the tax collectors, they love those who love them. They love those who treat them well. Well, so what is God, what's Jesus saying? He's saying, oh, it's easy to love those who love you, who treat you well. But what about those who don't treat you well? And he's saying, if our love is only that we love those who love us and treat us well, then our love is no deeper or any better, Jesus said, than the tax collectors. And at that time, the tax collectors, they were very evil because they took more than they were supposed to and they put it in their pockets and they were abusing and misusing the people. Now, you don't think they were showing much love but yet they could love those who love them. But Jesus is saying, I want your love to go deeper than that. And I'm going to put the love of God on the inside of you. And that's the greater one on the inside of you. Now, what about peace? What about peace? We all need peace. Even many, many years ago, 
oh, like in the 70s, they would, they would, they had what they called hippies, and they would do like this, and they'd say, peace and love, peace and love. See, they were looking for peace. They were looking for love. But they weren't going to find peace by raising up two fingers or love. But inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the greater one on the inside of you, he is, there is peace in you. Now, let me tell you, because the Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is peace. It's inside of you. It's, it's inside the greater one. The greater one that's inside of you expresses himself through this amazing peace. Now look at Philippians, Philippians chapter four. And this is what the Bible says to us about the peace of God. Okay. It's it's uh, verse seven and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the peace of God. Well, that's powerful. That is so powerful that there is a presence on the inside of you that when things are not going well, that that peace, that conquering peace can hold you in that place. In fact, uh, I've listened to my husband many, many years, and he says that this peace stands like a guard. And the peace stands up in the greater, the greater one on the inside of you. And he stands up and says, okay, trouble, uh, worry, you're not coming in. Okay, doubt, you're not coming in. Anxiety, you're not coming in. And the peace of God just stands there like a guard and guards this amazing treasure on the inside of you. Now, how do we know there's a treasure on the inside of you? Well, I want to read that to you because this is fantastic. It's in 2 Corinthians and it's chapter 4 and it's verse 7. But we have, talking about you, this treasure in earthen vessels. Do you ever feel pretty earthen? You can feel pretty earthen when everything is not going well, when things are not going your way, when you're having problems, when you're having obstacles to overcome, when you're trying and trying and trying to do something and it's not working, and you start to feel anxious, you start to feel worried, you start to, you start to doubt, you maybe be afraid, you don't, all these kind of emotions or feelings or thoughts. That's the earthen vessel. But there's a treasure on the inside of you, and it says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power 
may be of God and not of us. There is an excellency of power right down on the inside of you. And that peace, it stands up and guards that treasure and says, no, 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 no. No, 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 she's not going to be afraid. No, 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 he's not going to get in fear. No, 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 she's not going to worry. No, 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 she's not going to be anxious. No, 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 she's not going to be depressed. That peace, like an amazing guard, stands up and guards your precious treasure on the inside of you. Is that so powerful? Now, there are things that we can do that are practical to help us have more peace. And the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1, it says that a soft answer turns away wrath. Okay, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1, excuse me. It, uh, it turns away wrath. Well, what does that mean? That means that with that treasure on the inside of you, if someone is speaking unkind to you or you're starting to get upset with that person, you can choose, okay, God has something higher for me. He has for me to give this person a soft answer and it will turn away the wrath. So let's take a real example, like you're getting in an argument with somebody and because you have this treasure on the inside, you say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to say something nice to you, uh, you're thinking this, I need to excuse myself. You go away, you calm yourself, maybe you have to count to 10 or 100, I don't know, but you calm yourself. And that peace of God starts to work on the inside of you, guarding your heart. And you, you thinking about the situation, is this worth all this arguing and yelling and screaming at each other and getting mad and, and losing my peace over? No, you calm yourself. You go back to that, that person. And you can say, you know, I don't know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I love you. I, I care about you, but I don't have anything else to say. Well, what did you just do? You gave a soft answer. And what did it do? That soft answer turned away wrath. Did your deciding you're going to be right I'm right. I'm right. I'm going to prove it that I'm right. I, they need to know that I'm right. Did that turn away wrath? No. But a soft answer. You know, I can't speak anymore about this. I'm done. I love you. You're too precious to me to argue with you. And you, what you did, with your soft answer, your decision, the peace of God inside of you came up to anger. Soft answer, soft answer, soft answer, soft answer. <sighs> Turned away wrath. 
absolutely. Wrath is disposed. Okay, I want to give you another scripture, a practically how to turn away wrath. And that is Proverbs 15 and it's verse 28. And it says the heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours forth evil. Well, if you're in Jesus, if he's in you, you are righteous because of the blood of Jesus. The righteous person studies how to answer. So that means, okay, I want to, if you get in that argument again, you're at that person you love, you don't want to argue with that person, and then you dismiss yourself and you think to yourself, you study, do I really want to say that? Is it really that important that I get my way? Is it really that important that I prove my point? Here's a really good question to ask. Is it going to matter in 20 minutes? Is it going to matter in an hour? Is it going to matter five years from now? Probably not. That's studying how to answer. Then you can go back into that situation and give the right answer. See, you have power. You have power on the inside. And what we do with the greater one is we agree with him. We agree with the Holy Spirit. We agree with the peace of God. That's on the inside of us by the Holy Spirit. Powerful, powerful, powerful. There's another verse. I've got to show it to you because you need to know how powerful what I'm talking to you about is. And it is in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. And this is how God looks at a person who controls their temper, temper or controls their mouth. Listen to this. He who is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. According to God, according to his opinion, a person who takes control of their anger is better than the mighty. And even a general, he has all this strategy. He has all these men to work with. And, and all this courage to go in and take a city. And we need to give those men honor. They are amazing. Generals who take cities in wars and conflict are amazing throughout the centuries. But according to God, if you control your temper, if you are a patient person, if, if you control your anger, you, not that general, you are more powerful. That's amazing. That is amazing. But that's how God looks at things. 
probably the Lord knows, absolutely he knows that many homes, many marriages, many relationships have been destroyed because someone didn't control themselves. Someone, someone said something bad to somebody else. Somebody hit somebody else. That kind of anger is powerful. And so when the, you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, the, the greater one living on the inside of you, and you yield to him, and that peace starts to take control, then you've done something more mighty in God's view than a general who takes a city. Powerful, powerful. Another thing the Holy Spirit, the greater one, produces on the inside of you is joy. Oh, joy is a powerful force. And I want to give you an example because the Apostle Paul was in the worst prison. I mean, the worst prison. Historians have said that it was a prison that was mostly dark and that there was, he was standing in sewage and there was death all around him. And he was in this prison and he writes the book of Philippians in that prison. In the book of Philippians, the word joy or joyful is used 19 times, 19 times. I'll read to you Philippians, uh, it's, it's, it's chapter four and it's, it's the apostle Paul and, and he's so amazing because he's inside this horrible prison and he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. This joy that he had was conquering. Do you know that the apostle Paul, we read in this book that he knew that if he wanted to, you can, you can read the book yourself. He knew that if he wanted to, he could choose to go be with the Lord because it was a horrible situation. But he said, I choose to keep running my race and stay right here. He chose to stay there. And as he was choosing that, he was empowered with that joy. You see, your choices, my choices, to say, Lord, I'm not letting go. I'm going to stay in this race. I'm not quitting. Those choices are very powerful. And you know what those choices do? They, they allow us to experience the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And as he was deciding, okay, Lord, I'm going to run my race. I know it would be better for me if I went to go be with you, but it will be better for them if I stay here. He was choosing that. As he chose that, the Holy Spirit inside of him, he was releasing joy. Joy 
that can be unspeakable and full of glory. It's written in the Bible. And in that terrible prison, he said, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. You say, how could anybody rejoice in a horrible prison like you just described? Because they made a decision to trust in God and to say yes to God. And friend, that's your decision. That's my decision. Every day when conflict comes, when obstacles come to our dreams, our purposes, when problems come, we have to make the choice. I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. He is the greater one. And I am choosing to be led and directed by him. He's given me joy. So I, with all my power right now, I'm going to rejoice. And you know what happens? Joy comes. Joy comes. Peace comes. Inside of you, we already know it's called the greater one. And so the greater one with his peace, his joy, we've talked about. Uh, there's other fruits, gentleness, all these things inside of you is greater than the pressure, the obstacles, the problems that press on us from this world. You've got power, powerful stuff on the inside of you. It's the treasure. It's the treasure of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Father, I pray for my friend right now that they will recognize the power of God on the inside of them and yield to that presence and give forth and say yes to that joy, to that peace, and understand the power and the treasure that's, that's on the inside of them. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've enjoyed so much being with you today. And I will see you on our next program. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. 
This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 